everybody, welcome to the Vanquish Your Business Demons podcast. I'm Julia Stock from Be Astute, and I'm joined once again by the fabulous Vicky Henderson. Hello, everybody. <laughs> How are you doing? Very well, thank you. It's all good. Excellent. Today we're going to talk about price, aren't we? Absolutely, we are going to talk about price. It's a hot topic. Yes, and very mindsetting. Yes. And very businessy. Yes. So that's why we like talking about it. We do. A lot. It's actually one of our favourite products, sub- products, subjects even. <laughs> um, it's all going well and we're not even a minute in. Brilliant. Um, but also, it's one that I know I talk to a lot of clients about. Yes. Because it's so intrinsic to your brand, your identity, your values and your profitability. Yeah. All very important things. Um, And yeah, as you said, there is a huge amount of mindset rubbish that goes on around pricing. Yes. So what we really wanted to talk about was pricing to your value, not pricing against what the competition are up to. Yes, you ignore the competition completely. That's got some mindset issues right there. Oh, it has, because we love comparing ourselves to other people. Uh, And finding ourselves wanting. Exactly. But actually, the minute you stop comparing yourself to other people, focus just on you and do what is right for you, oh, the life is so much better and less stressful. Because we, what we do in our in our glorious heads is we make up this perfect world and it's full of unicorns that fart glitter and rainbows and all sorts of wonderful things. And then we compare ourselves to lovely unicorn world and go, oh, I should be doing this and I should be doing that. And in unicorn world, we put all of our competitors and we make them perfect. And then we compare ourselves to it and choose to feel rubbish about it. So my request to all of you is cancel Unicorn World. It does not exist. Oh, I know. I know. Really sad. I have to say, though, the prospect of farting glitter sounds quite uncomfortable. Yeah, it does a little bit. It has to be eco-friendly, degradable glitter for the modern world. Um, But anyway... Uh, The main thing about all of this is fairyland needs to disappear. We need to live in reality and we need to ignore our competitors. Do not look at them. So that's lovely from that mindset perspective, but lots of people are currently ranting at you, going, Vicky's the one in unicorn world. In my world, the competition is real. So let's now talk about it from my angle. Absolutely. Let's do it. The competition is real, but that doesn't make them scary. No. Um, And you are only going to lose a job on price if you make the decision about price. And it's never about price. It's about value for money. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Something can be free... And I can still say I'm not interested in it because I don't want it. Or actually, there's a whole bunch of strings attached to free and I can see the real cost to free 
and that does not present value for money. I won't get enough benefit out of it or the effort involved in it is too much. Um, I used to sell free training. Um, apprenticeships back when I started were free. Um, they're still free to the learner. But for the learner and the employer, they involve a lot of time, effort, angst, nonsense. Within apprenticeships, it was free to the learner, free to the employer. But that didn't make it angst free. The learner had to commit to going to training, had to commit to doing lots of work, had to commit to giving up lifestyle in order to make it happen. The employer had to commit to supporting the learner, putting up with all of the bureaucratic nonsense. So even though it was free, you could still say, I'm not going to get the return on the investment. As an employer, you could say, that person's only going to leave at the end of it. As the learner could say, I don't have the confidence to achieve this, so I'm going to self-handicap and talk myself out of it beforehand. So the purchasing decision was about value for money, was about return on investment, but it was never about price. Yes. Um, when you are in competition, and I talk to a lot of clients about this, Yes, you can look at what the competition is charging, but you don't have to be selling exactly the same product and service as the competition. So this is how you can add in more value and be charging more is through differentiation. So because at the end of the day, nobody's the same. No. You know, the, even if even if we're coming down to, say, a product that essentially looks the same, smells the same, does the same, is your customer service the same? Is your after service care the same? Is your whatever else that goes with it the same? No, because you're an individual and you're going to do it your way rather than their way. So actually, you can't compare yourself to other people because everybody does something slightly different. Also, as part of branding and, you know, the original sales foundations, we need to find our unique selling points. So this is about saying, how am I different? How am I better from the competition? Lots of people, I think, go into business and they don't go through that stage or it's very superficial for them. They don't really believe it. It feels like hype. Lots of people's USPs are about as unique as a pebble on the beach. Um, I deliver great customer service. You're a financial advisor. It's a given. I expect that. Um, and I talk a lot about givens. Yes. Um, it's the area that sits between being a strength and between being a weakness. And it's just the stuff that your customers expect from you. If I walk into a shop, I expect the um, assistant to smile at me. If you smile at me, that's not a strength. All of our customer service assistants smile. Nope. Um, so it's thinking about exactly how you are better. 
And if you can find ways that you are better, that your customers really value, that allows you to increase your price because you've successfully differentiated yourself. And lots of people are going, this is all terribly lovely in theory. The other way you can differentiate yourself is through the construction of, particularly if you deliver services, the construction of your packages. Um, so thinking about what you can offer that your customers will really value. What makes you different from the competition, even though you're the same? Because and I think this is something that needs to be looked at on a regular basis. And one of the best ways of finding this out is to talk to your previous customers. What was it that made you decide to work with me rather than somebody else? Find that out. And then that's what you want to talk about when you're putting your packages together and when you're selling your packages. Um, and I think there's a, there's a there's a couple of things that float around the internet that I think kind of ring bells for me in this, which is you've got to get out of the theory or the mindset that they're paying you for half an hour of your time. They're not. They're paying you for the unique years of experience that you bring into that half an hour of time. Which affects your hourly rate. Which affects your hourly rate. But there's two ways of pricing. One is to look at your hourly rate. Um, and you also need to look at the amount of work. Too many people don't actually really think logically about what's involved in a package. Um, I've been working with someone who's been in business for 14 years working on their packages um they now look radically different but one of the things i did was go let's itemize what's in each of these packages and then we literally sat there and i went right how long will it take you to do each line and we wrote it down we'll take you four hours to do this six hours to do that 12 hours to do that right the total is 84 hours does that sound right that it's 84 hours work over six or 12 months to do this yes Okay, now we'll talk about your hourly rate. But previously, this person wouldn't have got anywhere near 84 hours. They were selling it as being much less work. Yeah. And then having to do the extra work and then not actually. So you had a double whammy. One, the hourly rate was not enough to be covering what the actual costs were. So we started by doing cost analysis of what's in the business um, to be looking at what those fixed costs were, what the variable costs were, adding them all together, looking at the number of hours of work, because whether we want it to or not, and the logic around not charging an hourly rate is a really good one that we can yeah. come on to. But when we're coming up with our costs and our packages, we have to start with that. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I sell a package with various different things in it, but I still in, you know, it still is included 12 hours of coaching. So, you know, there is an element of, yes, you've got to work out what that involves. Yes. You've got to start with, I'm selling 12 hours of my time at this amount of money. And then what else is involved in the rest of it? This person is selling services. Fundamentally, the best way of, you know, the best way of starting to look at cost and price 
is to be looking at how much is it going to cost me and the business to deliver this. Yeah. So if you have to charge £50 an hour in order to hit a profit for your business, you have to charge £50 an hour. Can't charge yeah. less than that. You'll be making a loss. Why are you doing that? Um, and too many people are doing marginal cost pricing. So they're ignoring all of the overheads and just pricing on the, well, um, I outsource this to somebody else. They charge me £15 an hour. So if I charge £20 an hour, I'm making a profit. Except you're not because you're not covering all the other costs of doing business. So we started with looking at the cost analysis. Um, and also, you're not selling every hour of your time. Yeah. You cannot charge for 40 hours work a week um, because you're not going to be able to do 40 hours of paid client work a week. One, that sounds hideous. <laughs> <laughs> Two, as a business owner, you should be spending, you know, a third or a half of your time on sales activity, on admin and all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, if we charge a better hourly rate, we don't have to be trying to fill 40 hours of our time on paid work and then cramming the rest of it in in other bits, which is one of the key drivers of business owner burnout and misery. So if we price it correctly, look at the number of hours, brilliant. Now we've got a package. This is where we get a lot of head nonsense around, but the competition's only charging £2.50. Which is back to you. Which is back to me, <laughs> yes. And I think it's about, this is about serious internal work now, okay? We're gonna get a little bit deep here. This comes down to your self-worth. So this comes down to intrinsically, deep inside you, do you value yourself? Do you value who you are? Now, if you struggle with self-worth, and generally speaking, a sign of people who struggle with self-worth are a sign of people who aren't charging enough money. If you don't value yourself, if you don't see your intrinsic value, you're never going to be confident selling at the right level. You have to be able to look in the mirror and say, yeah, I'm actually bloody good at what I do. I am really good at this. I have the experience. I have the confidence. I can do this. There are very few people that can do that. The other flip side of that, again, going back to pragmatic things, is you may you may be able to delude yourself that you can look in the mirror and say, I'm marvellous and all the rest of it and mean it. Um, and I taking on board your very few people can do it. You could delude yourself that you can. Because I was listening to what you were saying and going, I've never had a problem with self-worth. And then I thought about it more. I went, oh, yeah. <laughs> the other side of it, See, you're, you're making an impact. The other side of it is to question your sales ability, which is the other big bit of head nonsense that goes on in price. In that, we all want some, we want an easy life. So we feel that by 
undercutting the competition that makes the sales process easier because we don't have to talk about value we don't have to talk about all these other things people will just go oh you're cheaper than the competition and choose you mm-hmm. so we don't have... you have to sell your self-worth you yes sell yourself and say i am worth this this is my genius right here so it comes back to although it's pragmatic it comes back to the same thing it's about saying no i can do this is me and this is what i'm worth and not looking at what is going on elsewhere so i know there are plenty of coaches out there who are charging way more than i am yep there are plenty of coaches out there the majority who are charging way less than i am i would say a lot of them and it's about saying right this is where i am and this is this is what i'm going to do now you need someone else to sense check that mm-hmm. and say no actually you're worth more than that but the minute i put my prices up to something i never in my life previously thought i'd be able to charge and said no that's it and i have i have never wavered off that since however for example over the summer i had somebody who came to me who recommended to me to do some coaching very wealthy in a very good position very much needed my services but two things potentially happened here one was that i it mentally went into selling for price and didn't really, really show the value of the product and myself. Yeah. And two, they didn't value themselves enough, despite having all of this money available to them, to actually say, I'm worth investing this amount of money in myself. I bet they'd invest that money in shoes and a suit. Uh, Oh, oh, and a weekend away. Um, But I refuse to move on price. So if somebody says, oh, that's very expensive, I don't even engage in the conversation with them at that point. I just say, that's the price. And also price, while it's never about price, price. that's the investment. It's it's not necessarily about that. It's never about price, but price is the biggest qualifier. So if you are not prepared to pay what I am worth, you're not my client. No, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's the concept of having this, you know, fence around you and your customers. You know, I have my lovely field. My field's an amazing field. If you want to come in, then you come in under my rules. Absolutely. And if you're not in my field, that's absolutely fine. I mentally will survive. Now, when you are starting out, and this feeling can last for a long time, you feel like you have to grab everything that's on offer, but eventually you get to the stage where you're so over that. And that's where the qualifying questions come in more in terms of actually really thinking about um, who do I wanna be working with? Why am I putting up with Muppets? Or people who make me feel miserable or less than? Yeah. I don't you don't have to put up with these people's nonsense. So let's not. And again, this comes back to it's not all about price. You can set your price at whatever level you want to, but that doesn't mean you have to say yes to working with horrible people. If no, you, absolutely not. But yeah. if you set your price higher, then the horrible people 
are more likely to disqualify themselves because they're not prepared to pay your price. Um, there's also the nut attacks that you charge to the people who are blatantly horrible to try and put them off. Or if they decide to pay your exceptionally higher prices, you're at least being bribed to deal with them. Yes. Helps with the mentalness. <laughs> yeah, and I have I've said before at the end of a conversation, um, I've not even gone in to prices and investment and all of that with a, somebody I was talking to. I've just said, I'm not the right coach for you. I think you need to go and talk to some other pit coaches first. Yeah, it's, you know, we have because... selling is around leading intelligent conversation. We have the ability to lead it in whatever direction we want to. Um, it really annoys me when you come across somebody, you've had the sales conversation as a customer and they don't tell you, actually, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Um, I had a plasterer come down around the other day and he looked in my room and he went, I really don't like doing ceilings anymore. Life's too short. Um, and I, well, I've only really got ceilings for you to plaster. So actually, genuinely, thank you so much for not wasting more of my time by saying, oh, yeah, I'll quote never coming back to me. Yes. I would much rather you told me, no, I don't want to do this job. Brilliant. Thanks. Yay, I've got to deal with a grown-up. Yeah, absolutely. And and people, for some reason, yes, they, they don't feel they can be honest with, with clients. I mean, I get, I get lots of inquiries. Can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do this? And some of them is yes, but actually some of it is no. That's not my area of expertise. That's not what I do, and I wouldn't enjoy doing it. Therefore, I'm not going to do it. Um, and, you know, just stand your ground. And actually, it feels a million times better when you've done it. Um, and every time that you have to say stand your ground or somebody says no to you, you've just got to remember that there are people who are paying you and investing in your services or product at the price that you've asked. And those that aren't or don't want to aren't your clients. So coming back to the people who are ranting while listening to us, actually, they've probably switched off, but let's assume that they haven't and they're still ranting at us going, this is all terribly lovely, but you two are talking nonsense. And actually, it's because these people don't have the knowledge, skill or confidence to pull this vision off. They're ranting from a position of weakness. So they need to get themselves some business coaching, don't they? Absolutely. Because everything that we've talked about today is stuff that we have done ourselves. We know works. It's allowed us to put our prices up. We do it all the time with our clients and it works. You have to package it up based on you and you need to know your USPs. There's unique selling points. Um, you've got to own those. They need to be good enough. If they're not good enough, if you're still looking vanilla, then you need to work harder. And that's all the more reason to be working with a business coach to help you break through that vanilla. We have to present these properly. So fundamentally, if you're still making it about price and you're not moving on this stuff, 
we really need to look at improving your sales skills so that you have the skills, knowledge, confidence in order to pull this off. And I presume they'll be much happier if they do. Absolutely. And so it's about it's about getting different perspectives on things, both from a mindset point of view and from a strategic point of view. I would consider myself, you know, I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. But mindset wise, I'm pretty sorted. But when I wanted to put packages together a couple of years ago, I came to you and we thrashed it out together. Because working with somebody external when you're putting together your packages is really important. Um, I reviewed my packages over the summer and I did it with somebody external. Absolutely. Because you so, can't mark your own homework. No, and you can't mark your own homework. You need Absolutely. somebody, well, you can. I've got techniques for that, but, you know, I've been training for a long time. Um, but actually, you need that external push to be questioning, why are you doing that? Yeah. Um, if you're really looking at conceptualizing, and if we're talking about packages, we're kind of talking about conceptualizing your business yeah. in a completely different way. And external help is going to get you there quicker and more effectively to a higher standard than you would get there on your own. And the amount that you pay for that external business support, you'll get back very quickly in the increased prices that you're able to charge and the skills that you've got to go out and sell better and present yourself better and all of the above mentioned things and it, it is about that it's about having the right mindset having the right skills having the packages and just going out there and i suspect that you've probably already made enough sales to cover a lot of the investment that you made over the summer yep there you go return on investment is there exactly now when you're engaging with a business coach or consultant or whatever you it feels like you're taking a leap of faith um you have to go in with you you don't have to but you tend to go in with that mindset of it's not going to work this is just money yes but if you go if you don't try you're never going to succeed no um and it does make a big difference. Um, price is all in your mind, isn't it? Absolutely. Because also your perception of value for money is not the same as my perception of value for money. And we know that from lots of previous conversations. We see the world very differently in terms of that. Um, and yeah, again, that's back to our head nonsense. It is. And I think I think the thing to remember at the end of this is when you're thinking about value for money, think about, you know, a product you buy in Lidl, a product you buy in Waitrose, a product you buy in M&S, whatever you want to do it. It's the same product with a different price tag on because of the different value that is attached to it around the experience in many ways. And you have to look at yourself like that. You're offering a unique experience, unique results based on you. And you need to price yourself accordingly for the service that you want to offer. I would go with the apple. Okay. We talked about a gala apple across Aldi, Tesco, Waitrose, Fortnum's, darling. Yeah. Um, that fundamentally is the same apple. 
However, the people from Fortnum's will be claiming that it's an organic artisanal gala apple from some goat track infested place somewhere obscure. Um, and that's how they're adding in the value as well as the experience, the uniqueness and everything else. But you're still buying an apple for twice the price as I could have got it from Aldi. Absolutely. Um, with other things, People I think. People will do it. Yeah, with other things, I think it's the experience, it's the ingredients, it's the packaging. But yeah, if we're talking about real like for like, um, it's been marvellous talking to you about price. It's all about you and not the competition. Um, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Vicky, you've been magnificent. And we will speak to you again next week. <laughs>